Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Okay. We are good. Good morning. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy spring day. I know. I know. We have, um, for our listeners, we have this amazing view of the Sandia Mountains from our office. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite thing. Oh, you're on the other side of the building, though. I have an amazing view. Fine. Of the Sandia Mountains (laughs) from my office. (laughs) Uh, Um. No, I I actually like where I am. It's kind of, oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no view of the Sandias. Nope. Nope. There's other perks. Other perks. Okay. Yes. I believe you. <laughs> um, so today I thought of um, bringing this particular topic up. I see this quite often in clients who've struggled with uh, really chronic issues, especially early on throughout their lives, right? Uh, Wherein it's like maybe chronic health issues, one after another, there's no relief, Mm. there's no cure, there's no treatment maybe, or um, uh, ongoing uh, hardships like... um, uh, like poverty or family issues, but it's just one thing after another. It sets them up to then feel like, gosh, I can't quite catch a break. Mm-hmm. Right? So feeling really kind of demoralized and disillusioned. And so one of the common tactics that they develop then is to, um, well, we were talking about this, not necessarily expecting or predicting, but kind of like presuming right, that the other shoe is going to drop. Right. Mm. Uh, shoes have always dropped. Bad things have always happened in, in a string, in a series. And so um, it would serve me best to not hope, to not expect anything to go different. Presume that the next thing is going to be bad mm-hmm. as a way, as an antidote, right, to um, disappointment mm. um, and, and let down. So what are... What has your experience been around that tactic, that strategy? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think um, examples I was thinking of when you were talking were the kind of chronic health issues or mm-hmm. a family member who's had chronic, chronic sure. right? Yeah. So a, um, a daughter whose mother was diagnosed with like MS when they were young, mm-hmm. you know, this, mm-hmm. this grave illness that really kind of... Um, uh, kind of consumed their childhood or something like that or a traumatic event or a series of losses, deaths sure. in the family or mm-hmm. or a financial hardship where uh, very early on you're saying someone experiences a, uh, a pretty profound right. uh, situation or repeated events that, right. that, that it kind of cause them to start just kind of presuming yes. and expecting things to just continue to be horrible as a way to kind of mitigate or neutralize you know, ever feeling disappointed again or that, that, that the gravity of that moment where you realize everything's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will, you know, tell you like, I haven't always been this way, right? That, that there was a time where I held out hope. There was yeah. a time where I'm yeah. like, no, let's be optimistic. Things could be okay or not as bad this time. Right. And they always tell you, um, uh, is, you know, no, nope, that was stupid. Mm. You know, uh, that uh, I or set I was myself naive. up. They yeah, I was naive. Like, I was naive yes. and unaware. Yes. Yeah. And so I've wisened up. I know better then, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's, yep, the next crappy thing, a <laughs> terrible thing, unwanted thing, yep, it's going to happen. Yeah, it, it the the difficulties they've experienced are often used as kind of a, um, a rationalization or a reason that they're 
constant presuming that things won't work out is is valid and, and worthwhile mm-hmm. and they should they should continue doing that right um, because these things are possible and and, mm-hmm. and they've experienced it um, yep well, I guess what's the downside of that if if you have experienced some pretty brutal experiences in your past what's the downside of just kind of not expecting much from the future right right and I wanted to add to that I'll answer that question and I wanted to add to that too no it's um even though we're talking about it in this way I want to clarify that sure if you've gone through experiences like that um absolutely it's understandable and natural for mm-hmm. you to then feel like gosh this is unrelenting when is this going to end right absolutely understandable and natural for you to kind of go there but oh but after a while, when that presumption that the other shoe is going to drop, that becomes the default in way in which you look at the world, how you approach the world mm-hmm. and the future, etc. Then that um, style, that approach, that's what we're, we're t- kind of targeting, right? That it may actually not work out for you. That if anything, it may um, maintain um, that, that perceived unrelenting, like, gosh, things just don't go well for me. Um, Mm. So I want to clarify that, right? Um, I'm sorry, what was your question? Um, What's the downside of that? If if you have experienced a lot of hardship, um, uh, why not adjust your expectations for for that past? And and might it be a good idea then to kind of just expect things to go poorly? Yep. And it's important to be able to adjust expectation, right, relative to varying situations and contexts, yeah. et cetera. But if it becomes this default absolute thing that you do independent of circumstance and factors, mm. et cetera, then um, it might guarantee that you just feel lousy, that you just might feel disillusioned, that you just might feel that then but that becomes a way of being. Right. Yeah. Um, so the the. The downside of that is is that that you things may not go as badly, <laughs> um, but by you presuming that it's going to go badly, you've actually reduced all the possibilities down, and in a, in some ways you're guaranteeing that it's going to go badly, at least for you, your perception anyhow. Right? Yeah, this. Um this pattern of kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop also lends itself very well to like that avoidant mm-hmm. behavior that we talk about a yeah. lot. Cause if you're presuming it's not going to work out, then why do it anyway? Right. 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 So, and why would I do it anyway? If I'm going to set myself up for it not working out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or, or just given my history, I know that it probably isn't going to work. So why I, I've seen people approach relationships like this, mm-hmm. um, where they've maybe really been hurt in relationships in the past, so then they kind of just start presuming that that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And the behavioral um, acts of that presumption, you know, where you are you don't open up and share to people, you you don't, maybe you don't, you choose just not even to date or to right. go out and make friends or anything because you're just kind of presuming right. that that betrayal is coming. You don't really get attached, which means you're not really getting close to people either. Right. Um, you know, so that, that constant prediction and approaching things with that presumption seems to, to lend itself very well to sure. kind of that avoidant disconnected mm-hmm. behavior as and well. And because you're avoidant, you're not making connections. You're not giving yourself the chance of meeting that person. Right. And then, um, that, that you could be part, uh, a partner with, um, then you sit back then you evaluate that. Oh, there's an absence of a partner in life. Yeah. See, 
I knew just it wouldn't work out. Just one more thing. Yeah. Right. Um, again, it's I can see how a, there's a. It can be very torturous. It can be very agonizing, very painful for folks to have to be in such a position. But I just want to point out that you know some of these patterns that make things even um, uh, more more difficult, more challenging um, for for folks who are already struggling given circumstance. Right. Yeah, and you you can really see that 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 learning happened because sometimes when those early childhood or early life experience happen, they're painful mm-hmm. and it almost makes perfect sense to say, Oh, I don't want to feel that again. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to feel that disappointment or that hurt again. Um, and so this, uh, this way of framing the world is kind of presuming that it's all going to go wrong. Anyway, it seems protective sure. at the outset. It's like, oh, I know how to protect myself from, from that pain again. I'm just going to presume everything's not going to work out. Um, and that's something to really, I think, validate um, or sure. I try to validate for, for clients is it makes sense that you develop this kind of strategy um, that really keeps you from feeling awful sometimes, or you think it keeps you from feeling awful Sure. anyway. Um, turns out it, it sounds like it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy much of the time mm-hmm. or that that presumption um, also is accompanied with behaviors that, that bring right. about a lot of pain yeah. as well. And because of that presumption, it minimizes and reduces other options, choices, mm-hmm. um, trials and er- and trials, you know, that you might engage in, etc. That might carry the possibility of disconfirming that belief, repairing that belief, right? Mm-hmm. And you shut yourself up from those possibilities. So yes, you you stay there with that belief. It yeah. stays intact, but at what cost? Yeah, and even if. Um, I, I've seen clients who who do this where they, they approach an experience kind of really presuming mm-hmm. it's going to go awful. And any variation from their expectation is almost used as like a validate their theory. Yep, mm-hmm. I knew, you know, uh, this didn't go the way I thought it would until it was awful. Even if the experience wasn't awful, mm-hmm. just the fact that it shifted or, or there was some change in it or, or something didn't go exactly to plan. Sure. It's almost the entire experience is written off as verifying their, their theory Absolutely. that it's all going to be awful and it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it really separates you from being present right. in a moment and in your life, I think. It's that narrative, right? Um, it's that theme that then plays out and therefore guides your life yeah. rather than what does the situation, the event, the, you know, interaction, what does that have to What's offer? the actual experience yes. like? Yeah. Being, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, um, maybe a, a really good thing to emphasize that, that having that other shoe is going to drop kind of, um, mentality constantly just, um, sets you up to, kind of be in your head rather than in your life experiencing things as they unfold Mm -hmm. because you're always in that predictive or verifying your, your um, presumptive, this is never going to work kind of Mm -hmm. um, perception. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that that is brutal. I think a lot of the cognitive habits that, that we talk to clients about really seem to separate them from their realities. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of this is another way I, I talk to clients a lot about kind of living a thought life rather than a, sure. a life based in reality where things they're they're kind of engaged in the things that are unfolding right in front of them. They're in their heads kind of playing these predictive mm-hmm. horrifying games or ruminating about the past or whatever it is. But it, it, it all kind of serves to separate you from what's really happening in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
And the thing, though, is, right, that which plays into and serves as further incentive or motivation to hang on to this unhealthy uh, approach to life is that the other shoe will happen in some ways, right? In <laughs> yeah. that bad things are going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe not in the same exact ways that you've constructed them in your head, etc. but it's unavoidable, right? Yeah. The other shoe, whatever shoe that is, is going to drop, yeah. right? So then the, 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 the challenge in life and the self-challenge over time is like, how do I strike that balance between taking some risks, putting myself out there like, yeah, mm, may fall, I may hurt, I may yeah. be disappointed again, right? Um, um, but I'm willing to still be open to this possibility, a good desired positive possibility yeah. right um yeah that's such a, a good point i was i was talking to a client who was uh, grieving the other day and um uh, they talked about these ups and downs where there were times in their life where they're really happy and then there's these times they've been really pained with grief and some of those things and i said man those those two things are kind of unavoidable right joy and right. grief and um the idea is to get really good at both I yes. think. Yeah. But you're right. The strategy of kind of presuming the worst, um, um, is, is just kind of randomly, um, reinforced every once in a while because bad things do happen. Right. And that's, that's kind of, um, a, a guarantee that, that, uh, pain is inevitable in our lives, but using the strategy that you should always presume things aren't going to work in order to mitigate that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that inevitability is a brutal way to ensure that you don't enjoy your experience um, in between those mm -hmm. moments. Yep. Yeah. And we, you know, going back to what you said before in terms of adjusting expectation, adjusting, right, what you 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 uh, are expecting, right? You you need that in life, the ability to adjust so that you can adapt to changes mm -hmm. and vagaries in life, right? Mm -hmm. um, but but if it's such that the situation is that, yeah, this bad thing, this unwanted thing is happening, okay then. <laughs> but yeah. at least focus upon how you can handle and manage through that now. But at least let that be situationally determined rather than of your own making. Yeah. Um, because you've already kind of foreclosed any other option but this shoe dropping, this yeah. catastrophic thing. Boy, and even in the catastrophes of our lives, even in the in the most painful moments, there's there's things in those experiences mm -hmm. to appreciate sure. and, and um, dare I say even enjoy. I think um, I, I have a thing um, in my own head that uh, once I find out something's inevitable, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is this is happening. In my mind, I always try to tell myself, well, then there's no way I'm going to hate it the whole way through. You know, <laughs> if, if this is happening, I'm going to find something in here that um, I'm going to derive some meaning or joy from, you know, and it becomes kind of a little mission of mine. Um, to find some way of connecting to something or, or um, something important. Mm -hmm. Because if it's inevitable and it is, then why wouldn't you, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So this is making me think of, it's not unique to this particular topic, um, um, but it's making me think of, I, in architect 
architecture and engineering, right? Apparently, in terms of building like tall buildings and skyscrapers, apparently it's not about like the physics or the 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 engineering、um, issue that limits how tall you can go. It's more of just like financial, right? <laughs> Is、um, that right? Yeah.、Uh, oh. So if the more money you have, the more you know, <laughs> the taller buildings you can have built, etc. But but in that context is traditionally even up to now the convention is,、um, of course, spending as least money as as possible, right? In, into your building is an investment, right? So then the convention is when you're building a building, like make sure that it's、uh, you, you're maximizing life safety. So meaning if you especially if it, you're building it in a natural、um, disaster. Uh, like earthquake. earthquake, hurricane,、yeah. kind of area.、Um, uh, uh, max, try to build it with life safety in mind. So, meaning, if there's going to be a, a an enormous strong earthquake, that at least built in such a way that it can remain like in、um, it, it can stand. Um, and not fall over, and then incidentally hurt others around. At least it can stay in one piece for、mm-hmm. a minute.、Um, and then, but the problem with that is you go in. Then now、um, the building's sure following the disaster. The building is still standing, but it's it's useless. You can't occupy it. You can't anything.、Mm-hmm. So you actually have to go in and demolish it. So then the question is: Wait, is that actually a good?、Um, Efficient, efficient use of funds because now it's useless. You have to demolish it and, and work、um, all over to build another building. So now、um, there's more movement towards another approach or convention, which is sure life safety. Make sure that it doesn't fall over and hurt others during the the disaster. But that how do we build it so that following the disaster you can come back in and occupy it immediately. You can、mm-hmm. live in that apartment again. You can work in that building the next day, right?、Mm-hmm. So I kind of think of that in terms of like. Like how do I help and play a role with my clients in terms of life safety? When there's a problem that occurs, how can you still not quote unquote fall apart <laughs>、um, and still be able to make decisions and deal with the situation at hand, but that you can recover and you can go back into your life and live it、mm-hmm. um, with as few hiccups and pauses as possible,、mm-hmm, right? So、mm-hmm. it's about like resilience building. Yeah. Um, and this is—it relates very much to、uh, the topic that we're talking about here—is that because it's so painful, I've been through, you know, letdowns、um, my whole life. So then the inclination is, let's not feel this way again. Yeah. But what you're doing is all you're doing is focusing upon life safety. Like, how do I remain intact? Right.、Um, but it's at a cost because now you can't move on. You can't reoccupy the space. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's kind of.、Um The other sh-、uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop is is um, um, is definitely not resiliency, right? right. What you're trying to I think say is、um, you can do that as a strategy of like protecting yourself somewhat, but it doesn't doesn't allow you to kind of、uh, feel whole, move on, grow, right. Right.、Um, kind of surpass some of these、uh, challenges that life will inevitably throw at you. Hey everyone, Dwayne and I really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Please rate us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments or topic ideas that you'd like us to consider, please let us know in the comments section or in a comment on Instagram. Thank you. Bye.